I'd like to welcome everyone for the, to this share. Unbelievable uh, gathering together to talk about the Ebeshta. Of course, we have to first thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he arranged this shiurim. It's unbelievable that, um, that uh, one guy is sitting and learning betachan and all of a sudden they connect a whole bunch of people. It's all menashamayim. If they remark that, it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's the Messiah of all the Sibas. And of course, we have to thank Repentance Waldman for opening his house again to be Margaret's Tyra. It's, 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 it's not a, 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 it's not a, a, a mistake that, that we, we're doing this here in Lakewood. It's unbelievable to see the missions of Iron, how Iron was so, so dovic and betuchen. Mama Chappella. You get into betuchen, you see how Iron was so, so involved with betuchen. It's Mama Chappella, that we should be in Lakewood, that Iron was most nefesh. Chappella, you went around collecting Iron in a time that that people march snagged to his his whole it's, it's so hard to collect money that way. He had to we did machazik himself and talking. I'm sure it was it was a mamsha tremendous thing what Ravaran was doing. So it's Minashamayan we were in Lakewood that we should have this chus of Ravaran. Start off the shir with the Ramban. Everyone knows the Ramban. The Ramban says that Bitachin comes from Amuna. It's a pre of Amuna. Rabban in his Sefer on Betachin says that Betachin comes out from Amuna. It's a peri, it's a fruit. <coughs> Which means that Rabban is saying that if you have Amuna, then you have Betachin. Right? It comes out from Amuna. Amuna causes Betachin. Question is, what's Shad Ramban? Amuna is believing in Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Betachin is feeling, is feeling you're relying on Hashem. What's the connection between Amuna to Betachin? The Territ says that Amuna. When you have a Muna, Pshad is that you're being makir, that everything is really HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that does everything. If a person realizes that every single toy that he's getting is from Hashem, if a person is makir in a Muna, that every single thing he's getting is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then automatically he's going to have a tremendous feeling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's going to he's imamish, it'll be crazy over Hashem. Why? Imagine if a person was doing to you such taivas that Hashem is doing. You'd be crazy over that person. If we would be makir, internalized that Kaddish Baruch what is Hashem doing for us? That's the Muna. To realize what Hashem is doing for us, we'd be crazy over Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu's care and concern that we see every single day in our lives. If we would be margish, love Kaddish Baruch Hu from everything that He's doing, then we'd have a tremendous, tremendous feeling of love to Kaddish Baruch Hu. We'll start with the person's born, he has his parents. The person's born, his parents take care of him. Where does the love of his parents come from? Akash puts in parents love that they should take care of their children. Otherwise, they wouldn't take care of the children. How much they stay up nights, it's mamish. So, the love of the parents comes from Akash Baruch. What does it mean, it comes from Akash Baruch? It means like a river is flowing, a river is flowing, and channels come off the river. Right? Those small irrigation channels. HaKadosh love is flowing down from Shemaim and is going into the parents. The love is coming from Hashem. The parents are a keili of Hashem's love. The parents are a keili, not just shluchim. If you think about it deeper, it's much deeper than shluchim. It's a keili of HaKadosh love. It's Hashem's love that He's putting into the parents from Him. It's His love to the child that Gosh Baruch was putting into the, child, into the parents. So a person has to think about that, that from when they were born, till they were 20, till they, everything they were taken care of by their parents, was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. HaKadosh Baruch was doing it. The parents were just a keili. They were just a bus of Adam, no love. Nothing. Bus of Adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the bus of Adam, put love in there, and that love took care of the child for 20 years. It was every single step was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The person has to internalize that. That's the love of the parents. Comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So when a person is makir, that every single thing that happened to him since he was born was straight from Hashem, then he'll build more his kasher Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What happens later after the guy's twenty l'mashal? Then he starts taking care of himself. Kaiser v'aitzim yadi starts kicking in. It's all me. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm thinking. I'm going here. I'm going that. But that's also shaker. It's all a lie. It's all fake. It's not you that's doing anything. You think you're doing this, you think you're doing that. Right to all Hashem. 
So again, he has the mechazik emunah. He has to break all the kaychavaitzim yadi. He thinks that he's doing this, he's doing that. It's all Hashem. He has to again be mechazik and destroy the kaychavaitzim yadi, which is the gaiva. That's the gaiva. To destroy the gaiva and come back to Yimake, that's all Kaddish Baruch Right? So Vaita working on emunah. Right? Vaita working on emunah. You mark it that nothing in your life that you ever did, nothing that you, you never accomplished anything, it's all Hashem. Every single thing that you did for Parnassah, everything you did for your family, it's all Hashem. You don't even have the ability to move a finger without Hashem moving it for you. Every single thing is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, Vaita with Mechazek Amuna. Still we're talking about Mechazek Amuna. If a person is not marked that every single thing that Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing to the point that he has a kasha, have his bechira, that he's not maimon properly. The moon has to be so strong, the moon has to be so strong, that he has a kasha, has betachem. Because the Bible says the kasha. But the point here is, the moon has to be so strong, that every single thing is Hashem, that it has to bother him, has a shaykh bechira. You have to have that kasha. If you don't have that kasha, then you don't have a proper moon. You have to have a moon so strong, that you don't even understand bechira. Every single thing is a kashbarachu. So you have to internalize the appearance they took here with Akash Baruchu, and every single thing that you do, you are chained. You are chained into Dudrasan Hashem. You're just a puppet. You're, every single thing you're chained. Akash Baruchu is, is, is pressing all the buttons. Ma'am is chained. You're chained to do the Ratzan Hashem. Every single thing that you did from when you were born was Akash Baruchu. It was maneuvered by Hashem. Every single move, every single step. So a person starts internalizing this, and he sees that everything is Hashem. All the companies is Hashem running it. Amazon, Hashem's running. Every single school, Hashem is running it. Every single thing, Hashem's holding it and running it. Everything Hashem's doing it. Everything's just a puppet. There's nothing that Gajroch is not doing. Every single move is with Eshemayim. Kobid Eshemayim. Every single thing is with Eshemayim. You don't do anything. Right? Look at Rashi. Kobid Eshemayim. You don't do anything. So, today's we're starting with the Ramban. The Ramban says if you have 100% Amuna, you have 100% Betachan. So, what's trying the Ramban? Why? Because every single person in this world is Beteach in the Teva. Before we start with, with, with Betachan, every single person is Beteach in Teva. That's a fact. A person has a job, he's Samachan's job. He has parents, he's Samachan's parents. He has success, he's Samachan's success. Every single person, the guy has a company, Samachan's company. Every single thing, a person is Now we're saying that it's all Hashem, right? So what are we saying? We're saying that you, you were relying till now on Teva. You were relying on something which was Hashem, but it was Hashem hiding. Hashem was hiding, and it, was, uh, it was looked like Teva, right? It looked like Teva, and it was reliable. That means that Kaddish Baruch was reliable, even... For a guy, even for the Teva is so reliable, which is Hakadosh Baruch faking it, right? The fake, the faking of Hakadosh Baruch which is the Teva, is so reliable that every single person doesn't even know about Hashem, about Gaiva, a guy. It's so reliable the Teva, the, the boss, the business, the, the the taking care. That means Hakadosh Baruch is so reliable. Even the Teva Hashem is so reliable. Even the Teva is so reliable. Every single thing that that a person is relying on in this world. Right? Everyone's relying. Everyone's relying. Nobody's panicking. Everyone's relying. Sakadash Baruch is so reliable, even for people who don't have betachem. Hashem is so reliable that He has a reliable world running, and everyone's saying on it, even without knowing about Hashem. The world is tight. It's, it's taken care of. Everything, every, every, every single Bria in the universe, every single animal, every single thing is reliable. And it's a good world that everyone's relying on it. They, they wake up in the morning, they know it's going to work, they're not worried, things clap. And they don't even know about Akash which means Hashem's taking care of them, but we get their teva, right? And Akash is reliable even for the shakar of the Gansavelt, he's reliable. He's taking care of Zonim of Farnas, Kulay. Even for a person who, who has no shaykhas to So now a person opens his mind, Dr. Ramban, that if you have a Muna, you means you open your mind. You're opening your mind now, and you're realizing that Amuna, you're realizing it's Uzur Hashem, so may Lord automatically have Betachem, in HaKadosh Baruch Because who's the one that's doing everything? You was a mistake till now. You thought the whole time that it was, that it was, it was being run by, 
by, by this company, it's being run by this guy, and your parents are taking care of you, and you are doing everything, and then you realize, almost, now you, 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 the Ramban saying you have to internalize the Muna, which means you've marked it, so now, you see that the reliable Teva, which you were relying on until now, right, the reliable Teva, was really that Kaddish Baruch Hu. So now you're going to rely on the real thing. Now you're going to automatically rely on the real thing, so it's a peri, it comes out automatically. The Muna, it causes Betachan. If you have a Muna, if you have 100% of Muna, you automatically have 100% Betachan. So it's just a pay, it comes out automatically. So the way you work on betachan is working on a muna. If you have 100% of muna, you have betachan automatically. A kid doesn't work on betachan and his parents. He sees his parents taking care of him. He has, a, he has, he has betachan then. He sees his parents. So the whole thing we're lacking is a muna. If we will be marking every single thing, every single thing, Hashem is taking care of everything in this world, right? And every single thing is reliable. And, and everyone's relying on it. It's reliable. And the minute you mark it, it's like then you're going to start building your trust in him. Instead of building your trust in all the shak and all the fake news and all the all the demyanis and all the chizdeinayim, you're going to start building your kasher in the bayre umanig zonim fairness, the one that's taking care of everybody, every single second. Automatically, you're going to be on him because you market that it's all kashbaruch. All the reliable things that you're relying on until now showed how reliable Hashem was. Even the demyan was reliable. So when you build a real kasher with him. And you know it's him, for sure you're going to rely on him. Pashat, Shatan Ramban. The Muna causes Betachem. Muna causes Betachem. And then when a person starts realizing it's Hashem, then Hashem wakes up to him and he starts showing them it's him because he's building a true cash with the Banshom. He starts seeing B'Metzias as Hashem because he's, he, he, it's more live. He sees Hashem holding his hand. For a guy, for a guy let's say, it's, that's Hashem's taking care of him, but he's not Hashem's because the guy doesn't know it's Hashem. But minute, you know, it's like Hashem broken, you're building a relationship with him, and Hashem is responding to the relationship. Now all of a sudden, every minute you're seeing it's Hashem doing a few, and now, the, now you're going to have a, such a strong hakara, a much strong hakara, you know, you're going you're gonna to feel Hashem much more because he's talking to take care of you in a more protestic way, which he wouldn't have did otherwise. So Gufa, by, by being Sarmach and realizes it's him, now all of a sudden you're going to shtay even more in Betachar and Amuna because you're going to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu more. That's what Mishra Zavar and says, often, a few times. The, the more you work on Betachar, the more you see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's living with him more. Even though he's doing for everybody, he's reliable for everybody. Once you realize who's really doing it, then he starts, then he starts plugging into the guy on a personal level and, he's, and the guy is able to see Hashem more because he's there for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So every single minute he's going to see Hashem holding holding his hand. He's going to see HaKadosh Baruch holding his hand more. And a person that realizes it's all Hashem, it's nothing else except HaKadosh Baruch he'll never, he'll never have to worry about anything again. It's all Hashem doing everything. Hashem's moving the whole thing. Nothing else, only Hashem. There's nothing else to worry about. He'll never get angry again. And he'll never have Gaiva, because he knows all Hashem. It's not Shaykh Gaiva. So already, almost all the meters are taken care of. He has no worries, he has no anger, he has no Gaiva. It's pretty good. He's always in Mevata, Tachadish Baruch, he sees up to Hashem. So the Ramban is Lachar Pashat. 100% the Munakos, 100% Betachan. Pashat, no? 100% the Munakos, 100% automatically. So you have to work on the Muna. 100% the Muna, it's a car to Hashem, it's automatically 100% Betachan. So the big Kasha is why is it that from people have such a hard time with Betachan? Why is it from people have such a hard time with Betachan? You go to a from person, you ask him, what's Betachan? He says to you, betachan means everything Hashem does is for the good. What does that mean? What does he mean by that? He means that by that is that Hashem is a monster, does terrible stuff all the time, but ultimately we from Yidna, we believe that everything Hashem does is for the good. That's what he means, right? That's what he tells you. He says everything Hashem does is for the good. That means that, like the Gemara says in Brachas, even when something bad happens, everything is for the good. So it means you ask him, what's betachan? Hashem is not reliable. Hashem is a monster. But with from here, we believe everything's for the, ultimately for the good. Right now, it's terrible, but ultimately, it's for the good, right? So where does it come from? What's pshat? What's pshat in there? Where does it come from that from Yidden? I just explained to you that a muna causes betachan. Oh, terence is like this. The terence is that that unfortunately people go malamada and they're sleeping. They're sleeping. They don't realize to Hashem. They're sleeping. What happens? They come to Levaya, and then they wake up. Someone just died, a tragedy happened. A tzaddik gets up by the Leviah, and he says, you should know 
that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does ultimately for the good. So the first time they met HaKadosh Baruch Hu all their life was by a Leviah. And they found out that ultimately Hashem does everything for the good, which means he's a monster, he kills people, he's a terrible, but ultimately he's good. That's what the first time they heard about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The next time they found out about Hashem is a different tragedy. And the Tzaddik says, which he's supposed to say, ultimately everything Hashem does for good. Right? So the, second, the only two times they met Hashem, he's ultimately good. He's not good, he's a monster. But it's ultimately good. It means that we believe that someday we'll find out when we die after 120 why really he was good. But really he's bad, right? Really he's terrible. So the only few times the person meets HaKadosh Baruch Hu is by terrible, terrible situations. And he has to, and then he has to convince himself, he's a from Yid, that ultimately everything Hashem does is for the good. So Meila, Yitzchim, what's betachin? Betachin means that everything Hashem does is for the good. It means it's terrible, life's terrible, he can't rely on Hashem, he's not reliable. That's what it means, right? Hashem's not reliable. But ultimately, everything Hashem does is for the good. So that's what betachin means. So now Amunah and betachin mean, Amunah is the same thing. Amunah means everything Hashem does is for the good, and betachin means everything Hashem does is for the good. <laughs> Has that come nice? So, this is the thing that you have to rewire your brain. Right? This is the problem here. The rewire the brain. Why? You go to a wedding. You go to a wedding. Everyone's happy. It's ultimately good. It's not good now. You walk into a supermarket and there's aisles and aisles of food. Everyone's grabbing stuff. It's not good now. It's only ultimately good. You walk around and you see the tremendous ta- the simchas that everyone's going through. The happiness people are having. And it's only ultimately good. Look around the world. Look what's going on in the world. It's only ultimately good. The appearance are good. The shatran's good. The askin's good. The rebbe's good. The principal's good. Everybody's good. But Gashmoch is not good. He's only ultimately good. But Gashmoch is the one that did everything. That's why Muna has to, has to kick in the Muna that every, all those good people that took care of you was all Hashem. Hashem's not just ultimately good. Right? The Shem's not just ultimately good. That's the whole problem. You have to immaculate the type of every single thing. The boss is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Either the boss is good, no, Hashem is good. The company, the, 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 the bank account, the parents, the, the, the Rebbe, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu is Mulam Everything is Hashem. So Mela, you have to, if you don't internalize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is good, you're not going to be tech, it's not reliable. He's only ultimately good. He's a monster. You can't rely on a monster. Right? He's only ultimately good. He's not good. He's ultimately good. So, oh, how much is the wire that? How much is the Saima Chazan is ultimately good? Is that, that, you're going to call Karsus is ultimately going to come? You want Karsus is going to come, not ultimately going to come. Right? So we turn that Gadish into ultimately good, but not good. So in Mele, you can't have a talking to him. It's not reliable. The eighth is, like their man says, you have to be, you have to be Chazak the Muna, you have to be as a Kobdish that all the good, all the people that took care of you, you walk over to a guy 60 years old, you ask him, how many things went wrong in your life? Make a list, how many, how many things you had let down? Six, average guy, 60-year-old guy, tell me a list, give me a list. How many things went, went bad in your life? He probably won't even give you 10 things. He probably won't be able to write down 10 things for you. And even if you can write down 10 things, five of them will be made up front that he thanks Hashem now that those things didn't work out. Five of them will be made up front. Right? That he's already makir that that if those five things would have went through that he was wishing for, it would have been total disaster. Right? The other five things, he's, he's probably mocked that three of them were his own fault. It wasn't even a chance fault. And two things, so out of 60 years of billions and billions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of tithes every single second, he'll have maybe taka two kashas. Okay? So that's it. The kashas was ultimately good because of those two kashas. And he's not good. The billions and billions of tithes that you were saying on all these teva and you were saying on the job, you were saying on this, you were saying on that. That's all just ultimately good because there are two things in your whole life that you didn't understand. So the insight is that you have to be mechazik in a moon like band saying, I realize that Gajrof is tight. Look at all the happiness, the simchas he's giving. Every single person is going through tremendous tithes in every single part of his body. And when you market that, then you'll be beteach in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he's good, not ultimately good. And the more you beteach and actually see that he's good, then you'll see HaKadosh Baruch Hu responding more and more. Because you'll see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is tight 
and he's reliable. He's reliable, just as reliable as all the tabla that you're relying on. And he's not just ultimately good. Cautious? The, the, the Chachma of Shleima, Shleima Melech was Chacham Mikal Adum. What does it mean a Chacham? It's a big mistake people think. They learn Mishlei. They think that Mishlei is Eitzas. You go to Rabbi Yisken for Eitzah. They think Mishlei was Eitzas. It's a big mistake. Why? What does Chachma mean? What does Chachma mean? What does wisdom mean? The guy becomes a scientist, it's a Chacham. He knows how to make medicine. That means that Chachma is the understanding. A guy becomes a mechanic, he understands how to wire a car, he understands how to fix a car. Right? Chachma means how to see mechanics, how to understand the mechanics of something. Right? A person becomes a scientist, he can understand the mechanics of how to make medicine. The guy becomes a becomes a, um, a, 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 a car mechanic, he knows how to make a car, fix a car. He understands the mechanics of things. That's what Chachma is. What does it mean that Shleim was Chacham Mechal Adam? Was he teaching you how to become a scientist? Was he teaching you how to become a fundraiser? What was he trying to teach you? What was Shleim Melech trying to teach? Shleim Melech was trying to teach the Chachma of every single Maisa that you do. Shleim Melech was teaching the Chachma of every single Maisa. It means... What is your maister going uh, to create? He was teaching you the background, the cause and effect of every maister. He's not giving you Eitzis. He's telling you the Chachma. I'll give you a marshal. Shalom Malach and Mishlei hacks very stark, pushes very stark to be Aralach in business. So if it's an Eitzah, you should be Aralach for your customers. What does that mean? It means all the customers should treat them nicely, right? You treat all your customers nicely, they want to come back, right? But let's say you could you could snar them up in a way that nobody will ever know. You sell napkins instead of five hundred in the bag, it's four hundred fifty. Who's going to count them? Anyone going to count that it's five hundred not four hundred fifty? Anyone going to know? No one's going to know. So if you're saying an eitsa, right, that you should be nice and, and to your customers, out eitsa, there's nothing wrong with selling a bag of four hundred fifty napkins. No one's going to ever find out, right? But Shlomach is telling you a chachma. He's telling you that. The Misa of selling 450 napkins for five, and counting them now as 500, that is going to be a mechanical failure to your business. The Misa is Chachma. He's not telling you Eitzis. It's Chachma. He's telling you that the way HaKashroch will set up the world, if you're narrowing people up, you're going to have disaster in your business. He's telling you the Chachma of every Misa. Every single thing in this world is wired. Shalom, Shalom says, Shalom causes bracha. He's not telling you Eitzah, a uh, 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 Shalom Bayis, a uh, Shalom Bayis, uh, you know, uh, you go to a person, you Shalom Bayis, should be nice to your wife, should be nice back to you, that's an Eitzah. He's telling you much deeper than that. He's telling you Chachma. Shalom brings bracha. Mechleikis brings klala. He's telling you something deep. He's telling you something wiring. He's telling you Chachma. Chachma of every Maisa. That's what Shleim that's what Chachma is. So, over here we're talking tonight about Betachan. Right? And we're trying to understand what's the Shail Betachan, how we're going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do something that we want. Right? It's a wiring question. It's not an Eitzah question. This is a wiring question. This is a Chachma question. How are we going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do what we want? Right? How, how do you get somebody to give you a donation to your yeshiva? Right? That's the question of fundraising, right? How do you get somebody to do something that you want? Yeah? So, there's, there's all different options. Let's talk about a person, go, uh, a person has a tzara, yeah? He goes over to his friend and he says, you know, I'm going through very hard times. What does his friend tell him? Habitachim. Habitachim. He doesn't explain says, Habitachim. What does the guy mean? Habitachim. What does the guy mean by that? Does he mean, does he mean to dream about it from Hashem? Does it mean to demand it from Hashem? Does he mean to believe Hashem could do it for you? What does the guy mean when he says Habitachim? So, if you're talking about wiring, if you're a fundraiser, and you will go over to a guy, and you demand him to give you $100, I guarantee you the Gvir is not giving you $100. Not giving it to you. 
If you go over to Vivian and tell him, I'm dreaming that you should give me $100, he's also not going to give it to you. If you go over to Vivian and tell him, I believe you could afford to give me $100, you could do it. He's also not going to give you the $100. <laughs> so I wish people, when they tell me that I should have the tachem, I wish they explained to me what I should do to cause HaKadosh Baruch Hu to fulfill my will. They don't tell me. They tell me, have the tachem. Does the tachem mean I should demand it from Hashem? I should order it? I should dream about it? Or I should believe He could do it for me? What does the tachem mean? They don't even explain it. And when you're talking about mechanics, what we're talking about here, we have to figure out what's the mechanics that's going to work. The answer is that if you're a fundraiser, you have to know how to get money out of people, right? The first thing you have to do is, you have to be makir that they're the ones giving you the money, right? If a guy gives you a donation, and you're not, you're not even makir that he's the one that's giving it to you, he's not going to give you a donation again, right? Let's say you delete, he guy gives you a donation, you delete him from the system. He's not going to give you a donation again, right? And that's really the problem of Gaiva. What is the problem? Well, Gaiva, about Gaiva says, that means it's not Hashem giving me it. It's myself, right? I'm the one that's doing it, right? So the person has the hergish that he's about Gaiva. That means Hashem's not doing it for me. So Akash Baruch says, fine. You're not even mocking, I'm doing it for you? Okay, so the game's over. So obviously problem number one in the spirit of Betachan, obviously, is Gaiva. The guy's about Gaiva. And Hashem is not going to want to do what he asked for. Why should Hashem do it for him? Every single time Hashem does him, the guy takes for himself the credit. So Gaiva is off the charts. The next thing you have to do in order to pull money out of somebody, right, to, to, for fundraising, the next thing you have to do is you have to appreciate what the guy's going to do for you. You have to appreciate it, Right? If you're not appreciating what he's doing for you, he's not going to be interested in doing it for you. Right? You have to appreciate it. So if a person lives his life, he's angry. He's cast. He's angry at Hashem Baruch Hu. He's not happy with what Hashem's doing for him. Then Hashem's not going to want to do it for him anymore. Right? Hashem says, why should I help this guy? This guy, everything I do for him, he just, he just, it's like your kids. The kids are happy, everyone's fine. You come with presents, you come with candies, and they all stop fighting. Why should I bring them candies for? It just causes more fights, right? If they're not appreciating what's going on here, why should I do a few? So the bottom line is that what's going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to want to give you more Taivas? That's the question here. It's a simple question. If he looks at your heart and he sees it's not Gaiva, the person's market where it's coming from. Number two, the person appreciates where it's coming from. He appreciates what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing for you. And he appreciates so much what Hashem's doing. He doesn't have cast. He appreciates so much he doesn't have gaiva, and he appreciates, sees a heart of appreciation to the point that the person is so appreciative that he's beteach for vaita. That means that you have in your heart such appreciation of Kajwal is doing for you that your heart is saimach on him. What causes a heart to be saimach? That comes with a tremendous hakara of what Kajwal is taif. It comes from a tremendous hakara of appreciation. And that causes the heart to be saimach, that causes the heart to rely. So Hashem says, this is the guy I want to take care of. This is the guy who, he's betech on me, what does that mean? That means he appreciates everything I'm doing for him. He's makets from me. And he has tremendous hakara. So in Mela, he's the he is the person I want to take care of. So that, that's why betachen, when a person is betech, that means He's such a kara and a kashvachos type that he's soimach on Hashem. That is the, the reason why a kashvachos is motivated to take care of him. That's why betachem works. Because Hashem is motivated to give him more type. Lamashal. The Chavis of Avis says, an unbelievable concept which nobody ever spoke about, that there's a concept of dana kashvachos kashvachos. There's such a concept by people, you know, a guy's going into a tray for a restaurant, he's supposed to think, uh, from yet, probably has to go to the bathroom, right? Not to think he's buying a tray for a pizza. So, when Akash Baruch does something, a person who has love for Akash Baruch has appreciation for Akash Baruch and Hakara, what he's doing, he's, when he has something that he doesn't understand, 
He's automatically going to be Danakash Rahul Kafschos. He's going to Danakash Rahul Kafschos. You hear a concept? Danakash Rahul is going to think that it's God. Hashem says, That's the person I want to take care of. The person that holds for me what I'm doing. That's the person I want to give more tithe to. That's why Batachan works. So the next time a guy tells you, You should be Beteach, you know what it means? The guy says, You're going to a tsar, be Beteach. What does it mean? It means to work on your hakara and everything Hashem did for you till now. They have such hakara, such Hashem, and such love to Hashem for His love that He showered on you, that your saimach on Him is going to take care of you more because He's so reliable. And that's what it means that Hashem is going to want to respond and give you back tithe. That's what it means. That's going to motivate Hashem. That's the mechanics we're talking about. That's going to motivate Hashem to want to be native to you. That's what betachan means. Bottom line. You want to know what betachan means? It means they have such a car in the type of Hashem that you're relying on. Like a child who relies on his parents. Now, most people in the world can internalize the type of Hashem because they're getting tremendous type of their whole life. And Mela, everything I said tonight works for them. The reason why they're not because they were sleeping just. But if they wake up and see all the good things that they're getting, then they'll automatically, like the Ramban said, the Muna will bring them to Betachem. The problem is there's some people that have tremendous, tremendous saras, and they went through childhood, saras, gefarlach stuff, inside, outside, upside down, and they can't look at Hashem in the eye and say, you are a taif. You are good to me. This is a problem by very, very few individuals. Most people, it's not like that. Most people, if they would work on the taif, they would see how much taif they're getting. There are certain individuals that have such hardships, for whatever reason, that they don't feel the taif Hashem. They, 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 they can't get themselves, they could say Hashem is ultimately good, but they can't feel the taif Hashem. There's a blockage there. The question is, how could such a person get to Betachem? Because he, he's, he, he's not going to feel that the Shvoch is reliable. He has that blockage that, he, that, that because he went through such tsar that he's not going to be able to feel that Hakara, that the Shvoch, that the Shvoch is tight, they can rely on him. How could such a person work on Betachem? And this could also apply if someone has an issue in a specific area. Any area. Meaning, even Any if area. he knows Hashem will take him of this, that, and the Lord comes to He'll us. say Hashem's ultimately good. But to he has to feel Hashem is tight for him. He can't feel it's ultimately good. That's disaster. It's not going to make him be tight. It's not going to make him feel Hakar and Hashem is tight. Mela, it's going to spiral worse and worse because he's not going to feel Hashem is tight. Hashem is going to say, I don't want to take care of this guy because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he does not mock him my tight. So how does such a person get out of this problem? Good Shiloh? The Gemara says a story of Menashe HaMelech. Menashe HaMelech was A1 Russia. The Spitz Russia. The biggest, like, you could possibly imagine in Rishis, he was there. He brought an idol into the base of Mikdash. He caused HaKashvach such tsar, Hashem had to pask him. And, and make a, a gzardin that the Beisimah should be destroyed in his, in his honor. In Menashe Malik's honor, Beisimah was, was destroyed. It was the Paskin, in his day, it's been destroyed. Because the riches that he was doing his whole life. Menashe Malik was such a big Rasha, Mamish, he was so vite from Hashem, he wasn't really shy from the Tshuva. And then Hashem started torturing him, he was sending him to Kefar Tsars. And deep, deep down, Menashe Melch started having a Huru Tshuva. Started having a Tshuva. But it wasn't a big Teva, from to reconnect their Baruch. It wasn't Shaykh. It was just so many Kuvim and so much riches. And so much, who knows what's going on inside there. There wasn't Shaykh, but there had to the Tshuva. It wasn't possible. As the Gemara says, that Kashmach drilled a hole under the Kisa Kavit to let down a path for him to come back. And he brought Menashe back. Shaila's, why does she have to drill him a new hole? If the mamish had to drill him a hole and piece of covenant, what was wrong with the regular way? Terry says the regular way, he couldn't go. He couldn't go. He couldn't go the regular way, wasn't shy. He was so, 
so mixed up, so broken, so torn. It wasn't possible to have the way of tshuva the regular person has. Hashem had to make him a special path, and through that path he was able to come back, and he got Elam Haba. He got back, even though the Beisimus was destroyed, but Maizik got back Elam Haba. This is a Maridik of Marshall, how somebody, if somebody reaches out to Hashem, if somebody tries to reach out to Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem is going to make from a path that maybe nobody ever walked on that path. Hashem is going to make him a path that he's going to have to come back and, 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 and see the type of Hashem. How is a person going to reach out to Kodesh Baruch Hu? If a person works on a small Tavis that he's able to be makir, even though he's talking about a tremendous sad, but he's able to focus on those Tavis and he's able to concentrate on those Tavis more and more and, and internalize them, then Agashroch is going to make him a path, a string, he's going to pull him back with a hook, and he's going to, he's going to bring him back to have a kara that Agashroch is tight. But a person has to do the first, just like Menashe, do the first step. A person has to work very hard and tr- trying to see Agashroch is tight, and then he'll be able to overcome his tremendous, tremendous inside feeling of Ra, he's able to overcome it. Because Rosh is going to help him do it. And this is the Goyim. Vilna Goyim says this. We say every single day in davening, Baruch Hashem, Mishan and Miftach HaTzadikim. Rosh is the Mishan and Miftach HaTzadikim. Shadu is, Miftach HaTzadikim, Rosh is the Miftach HaTzadikim. What, what do you need the Mishan for? Mishan means that, Mishan means that there's something to lean on. That means the person is leaning on Hashem. He's not even B'Teach. He's not B'Teach in Hashem. He's only in Mishan. So the guy asks this kasha on the siddur, the guy in the siddur sheisrael. The Gros says that there are some situations where you can't get betachem because it's so shver the tsar the matzav, you can't be betach taka. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu sends down a mission for tzaddikim who are reaching out to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He sends down a small mission, and through that mission they could come to miftach al tzaddikim. You have to get that mission, and then you come to miftach al tzaddikim. That's the Eitzah for somebody who, I don't think it's that many people, but for those people that, that need that mission, HaKash will give them the mission to come to the Majrega be Miftach, to be Miftach and HaKash Baruch The Gros says in Mishlei that all the mitzvahs in the Torah and all the Limanat Torah and every single thing you do in Yiddishkeit the Iker HaKol, which means the aside of everything, is Betachem. So let's take in the Goyim. Ram Shapala. The Goyim says that every single thing in Yiddishkeit will meet this. The Goyim says the Iker is meet this. All come from Betachem. What's Shah and the Goyim? Shah and the Goyim. Oh, no, Mitzvah's in the It's Mitzvah. Oh, everything's Betachem. What's the Geshanda? So Baruch Hashem, we're living now in a time that the president in America is Trump. And Trump has... You have to, you know, you have to mechabit the, 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 the president, the king, right? The melech. Trump has a mahalach that you now talk about anything else except for him. You have to talk about only Trump. That's it. So we'll mechaim gzeris the melech and we'll talk about Trump. There was a young man, there was a young man that he learned the Gemara and he lived in Lakewood. And he's learning from his Chabrusa and the Gemara says the mitzvah to see the king. This is to see the melech. He told his Chavrusa, I never did this mitzvah, I never saw any Melech. The Gemara says, if you see a Melech, then when you see Mashiach, you'll see the greatness of Mashiach. It's a mitzvah to see a Melech. So Chavrusa said, you know, I heard that Trump's coming to a rally near New Jersey somewhere near Lakewood. Maybe go there and you'll see the Melech, you'll see some covered, they have nice limousines there. You'll be kind of the Gemara. So, this younger man said, fine. He found that the Pratim and he he went to the rally. He didn't want to come for the whole rally. He said, I'll come towards the end, 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes. Shine. Comes in the rally. He obviously looks different than everybody else. Everybody's wearing, who knows what, or not wearing anything. And he comes there with a little de Mench. Fine. He comes there, everyone's screaming over there. In the rally, everyone's screaming, Trump, Trump. What's he going to do? He's going to be quiet. He also screams, Trump, Trump. The wall, the wall. He screams, the wall, the wall. I don't know if the wall is still on the page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, the wall. The, 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 tra- the rally ends, 
And Trump all of a sudden looks at him and says, Hey, Rabbi, come over here. I want to talk to you. They obviously met him. There's no other rabbi there. He comes over. He comes down the stage. He comes to the, to the, to the president. And the president says, You know, Rabbi, I'm very impressed. You took off your time. I know you're very busy in Lakewood. You go back and forth all day to learn. I, I, I'm very impressed you came to my rally and you participated in the rally. I want to give you a device here, like a small cell, a cell phone. Whenever you have a problem, you call me. Call me. I'll take care of you. Fine. He gives him this thing. He sticks in his pocket. The second Trump, all his, his, all the zines goodbye. It's gone. Sting these. Wondering what this is. He has this device here. He doesn't know what to do with it. He goes home. And he, he, he comes home. He doesn't want to tell his wife about it. His wife will think he's totally nuts. So he, he just sticks it in the back of his drawer. And he goes, that's it. Forgets about it. A, few, a little while later, a few months later, he has to talk about a big problem. This mortgage, the mortgage company, they want to take away his house. Sorry. He doesn't know what to do. And he's thinking, and he remembers he went to this rally, he has this thing. He goes into the drawer and his wife wasn't home. Nobody was home. He comes and takes out the thing. And he starts talking to it. He's pressing it. He's like, Trump, Trump, are you there? He's like, Rabbi, Rabbi, of course I'm here. I'm waiting for you. Where were you all this time? Rabbi, what can I do for you? He's like, oh, I have this problem with the mortgage. Don't ask. See, Trump takes down, the president takes down all the details. A week later, gets a letter in the mail. It's all taken care of. No problem. Left. Wow, this thing really works. A little while later, another year later, he, he has a different problem. The housing department down his back. They want to rip apart his whole house. Gets it again. He, he, he goes into this drawer. And, he, and, and again, moms, a few days later, they, it's all taken care of. And he says, wow, this thing really works. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I have this ability to reach out to the president, the, the most strong, the strongest person in the world. And I could just, whenever I need him, I shouldn't just like ignore this. This is something I, could, should, I should really uh, build up. So he's thinking to himself, how am I going to build this connection with the, with the president? He's thinking, you know, Hanukkah is coming soon. Maybe I should buy something for him. He doesn't know what to do. So he thinks, you know, maybe I'll go buy a book about Trump. Goes to Barnes & Noble. He says, do you have any book about Trump? What he likes? What, the, you know, his personality? He says, yeah, they have a book. Fine. He buys the book. He reads the book. He reads through the book. He sees, yeah, Trump likes good stuff. Oh, he, he goes to Eichler's. He buys the most expensive Menaira. Whatever. Uh, he sends it to the president. A week later, he gets a letter in the mail. Ah, thank you so much. Handwritten by the president. And he, and he can't believe it. He's mamish connecting to the president. And he's thinking, what should he do next to connect to the president? He's thinking, maybe you should invite him to come for a meal. But uh, she lives in a basement apartment. <laughs> he's thinking he has a friend on the block. He has a nice house. Okay, so he worked it out. And he goes into his room and he calls the president and says, will you come to my house? I want to I want to invite you for a meal. The president's like, of course, you rabbi, I love you rabbi, of course I'll come. When do you want me to? They work out. The president comes to Lakewood, you can imagine what the nine looks like, all shut down. <laughs> Nobody can leave that. Nobody can pull out of the driveway. It's and um, and he, this guy go invite him, invite him. He's building his connection with the president and the president invites him to the White House. It's unbelievable. Keeps on going. Anything he wants, he asked the president. At one time, he was, he's building real shaykhs to the president. And it wasn't just Stam in the, in the room anymore. He called him and he connected to him. He's mamish. And he asked the president, he says, one time I had this question for you. You know, every single time I call you, ask to me. Because one time, there was this, there was this, I had to go to Manhattan, I had an appointment. And I couldn't get there. I called you and I, you didn't answer. And I, I don't, it wasn't like you. Well, what happened, you know, what happened that time that you didn't let, you didn't, so uh, Trump said, oh, I'll tell you, I know what you're talking about. Because that day, we had a security briefing in the morning. And there was classified information. I couldn't tell you. There was a dangerous guy in Manhattan. I don't want you to go. So not only did I answer your call, but I even blocked you. even missed your whole meeting. I don't want you to go to that part of Manhattan. And when the president told him that, he felt, that then he felt that the president really cares about him. More than anything the president ever did for him. Because till now... The president was buttering him up. He's giving him all kind of good stuff. When the president showed that he didn't let him go to Manhattan because it was dangerous for him, then he felt that 
the president really cares about him. That was the first time he felt the president really cares about him. This is obviously a marshal of a tachan. Why? A person has the ability to connect to someone stronger and greater than the president. Even though the president himself will tell you he's the strongest, he's the richest, and he's the smartest. Even though you'll tell me there's other people richer than him, but he'll explain to you why he's really the richest and he's the smartest. And he's... But <laughs> it happens to be that there's somebody that's smarter than him and richer than him, and that's the Abishta. And a person has the ability to build a relationship with Kashrach Baruch Hu. You have that ability? Can you imagine? Adkidekach, that Kashrach is going to come visit you in your house, and he's going to ask you to come to his house. You can build a real relationship with him. And every time you do a mitzvah, it's like when you sent that when you sent that menorah to the president, he was building a relationship with the president. Every time you're doing mitzvah, you're building a relationship with Gosh Baruch Hu. That's Shan the guy. And when you're learning Tyre, you're also building a relationship with Gosh Baruch Hu. How do you explain that? Learning Tyre. He could explain like in the Marshall. He was reading the book to understand what the president wants. He's reading the Tyre to understand the mitzvahs, the halachas, what Gosh Baruch Hu wants. That's partially you can understand. Or you can say Tifer. Chaim Lajan says that you're learning Tyre. Like, let's say a father, he writes a sefer, and he sees the kid sits and learns the sefer all day. The father had tremendous hana. The, kid, the father wrote a sefer, and the son is enjoying his sefer. So a person, even if he's not for a mitzvah, he's learning the sefer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that gives the tremendous nachas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Even if you say, just learning tire not for any, not to, because if it's not, it's, when tire Meyer, it's not a gay elamite. But it gives a gosh of nachas ruach. You're building a shaykhs to the Ebishta. Or you could say the Chazvavas is Mazber, that the Indian of Limana Taira, like Lamasha, let's say a guy's father is a surgeon. And you want to get shaykhs to your father, then if you become a surgeon, then you'll be able to have shaykhs to him. If you're not a surgeon, you won't be able to. Chazvavas is Mazber, then you learn Taira. Since the Taira is a shaykhs to the Ebishta, it's a male you connect, back upon him. The guy is saying over here that Kalatarakula is bitachin is building relationship with Hashbarku. Every mitzvah is building is bitachin. Every single limanatayah. The midas, like we said before, all the midas have to do with your, with your connection to Hashem. So that's Shah the guy. Every single thing that you're doing in Yiddishkeit. Instead of being a shaking lulav, which is mamish, the most ridiculous thing in the world, just shaking a lulav, instead it turns into doing a connection to Rabbi Nishlael. It's like sending a present to Hashem that He should care about you more, He should like you, He should be interested in you, He should be smiling at you. The whole Yisoyim of Kalatar Kula is that Hashem should smile at you. All you want is Yisoyim Hashem, that Hashem should be interested in you. That's the Shmat, by the way. You want Ratzon Hashem. You want Hashem to be interested in you. Because if Hashem's interested in you, you have no problems after that. If Hashem's interested in you, you're covered. Ritzayin Hashem. That's the whole you said what we need. We want Hashem's interest. When you have Hashem's interest, then you're covered. So every single thing you're doing is bitachin. That's Shan Nagayim. Rav Aaron Kotler, in the Mishnah of Aaron, asks on Nagayim, how could you say everything's bitachin? Doesn't say in Chazal, Hashem made the whole world for Tyra. Doesn't say Hashem made the world for Betachem. Ravaran asks the question on the going. Ravaran answers that if you don't have Betachem, you don't have Tyra. That means that if you don't have Betachem, you're learning Tyra, it's like learning a science book. As I say, Einstein. Pella. She put up a sign in BMG. If you don't have Betachem, you don't have Tyra. As I say, Mishnah so, if you want to have Torah, you have to have a relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu, then you'll have Torah. Then you'll be learning Torah to Hashem. Otherwise, you're learning, you learn math and science, you learn the Gemara. It's no, it's no chelik. As I said in Mishnah Zavar, I didn't say it. There's two shtickle on the Tachem. Very easy to find. There's a whole shtickle there on how to, on, 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 on the Goyim. On the, everything is, everything is the Tachem. So, the main part of the Shir, actually, is how to maintain your betachen. Why is, this is the main part of the shir, by the way. Everything is telling how it's just haktama. Why is, it, why is the main part of the shir to maintain the betachen? Because when you walk out of this room, 
and then your wife calls you, and the babysitter, in 10 seconds, their barnish line will be forgotten. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's the whole of the Chaim, that we always, that, that Hashem's doing everything, but we forget about it. We walk into the supermarket, and that's it. Trump, this, that, finished. The barnish line was gone. So this is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that it's not enough to have the betachem, because it's going to be gone in 10 minutes. Right? How do you maintain the betachem? How do you hold on to it? How do you preserve it? That's the kasha. That's the important part. Right? How do you hold on to the betachem? In this week's parsha, it says, with the Yidin walking through the yams of Zekeli v'anveyu. This is their banshem alvei. What's, what's the kasher? Zekeli v'anveyu. We saw Hashem, right? Rosh Hashem v'anveyu. What's the shaykh v'anveyu? So Rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Mintz, said that Zek Haley, they had such a car in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they didn't, want to, they didn't want it to lose that. They had Hashem in front of the eyes. They didn't want to lose that. They knew that they would go home, they're going to go to sleep, and Hashem's at the window. How are they going to preserve HaKadosh Baruch Hu? That was the shayla of Zek Haley. The answer is unveiled. How are we going to remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So Rashi says two pshatim and veyu, and Chazal say a third pshat. The first pshat Rashi says and veyu is, I'm going to build him a nava. Lashon nava is the base of mikdash, the uncle's pshat. I'm going to go and build him a zingshu, and that's going to preserve my relationship with Hashem. It's pasha because I have base of mikdash. I'm going to come to Eilu Regal, and I'm going to remember Hashem. Right? I'm going to remember Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Unfortunately, nowadays we don't have base of mikdash. We have mikdash mat. The mikdash mat technically could also do the trick. The problem is. But when you walk into the Mishmash and you're on the phone, and as soon as you walk out, you're on the phone, and inside, it's basically running through it, then there's no HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Shul either. So what's the Eitzah, Mitzah this Anveyu, to remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I'll tell you what I do. You can do whatever you want. There's a book in this farm store called Adayna Neflois, and he has there a whole safer. Every single day, a toiv HaKadosh did for you. Lomashal. HaKadosh gave you teeth. Why is it that in the front of your mouth, the teeth are the biting teeth, and the back of the mouth, you have the molars that chew? After millions of years, by mistake, shouldn't it have happened the other way? After evolving millions of years by mistake, maybe the molars should be in front, and, the, and it shouldn't have evolved that way? You see HaKadosh in your mouth, and you have to appreciate it. So if you every day read one thing and you, and you say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that you did this to me because you love me and I love you back. You, you internalize Hashem did it because He loves you. You didn't just drop it into your mouth. He did it because He loves you. So then you'll be Mekayim with my brother Victor Miller used to always say that if you come to Shul and say thank Hashem for everything it's like saying thank Hashem for nothing. <coughs> Why? Thank Hashem for everything. Yeah, Hashem, thank you for everything. He said, you have to say, thank Hashem for my toenails. You have to say, because otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. So that's why this book, this is what I do. Before Shachas, I read one, it takes a second, gets every day a little thing, and, you, and every day you work on it, then you can feel Hashem every single day. That's the first Eitzan Veyu. Rashi says the second Eitzan Veyu, Rashi says, is to sing Shiras, a Lashen of Shiras, Shachas HaGashem now, unfortunately, Vaita, we daven three times a day, and most of the time we don't even think about Hashem, so it doesn't work out too well. But what I think Eitz is, for me, works, that you take a different time during the day, not Shachras, not Mincha Mairev. You take it to Hill. Now, Tehillim is very powerful. But not the way people rattle it off, it's a waste of time. You rattle off Tehillim, it's a waste of time. You're not going to get anything from it. What I do is I use the Pirsha, there's a Pirsha on Tehillim, like they have in the Siddur, the, the, the Mufersh. He explains every pasuk exactly what's going on. This 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 pirish. Marley, good job. He, he did all the work for you. And instead of saying a hundred psukim, say one pasuk a hundred times. But don't say it in shul. Or don't say it when your cell phone's ringing. Don't say it in your house. Don't say, take a private place and say a hundred times the pasuk until you feel it in your bones. Like a is there with you. And then you sing shiras like a Then you're thanking him. What is all the psukim in in, in Tilm? Either betachen or it's Thanking Hashem. It's all the same thing. It's the Dvekas Nakash Baruch. Chaim Lajan said from Tilm, you could come to a Meridic Matrek of Dvekas. 
That's the second Eitzah of Anveyu. It has to be, there's no cell phones, there's no, no one's distracting, the private show, nobody knows you. It has to be, you're Davik If you're Davik, then you'll start feeling the Betachan, you'll feel Hashem is there. And then when you walk mm-hmm. out, you'll feel Him at least for another half hour. <laughs> Guaranteed. One half hour, that's very magical. You'll feel Hashem in your heart at least another half hour. Can you imagine? That's the second Eitzah. The third Eitzah is Anveyu. Chazal say, what's, the, what's Anveyu? It's to buy a nice lulav, nice esrit. Do something extra, Hashem. Right? Zakeh of Anveyu is you're going to do something um, for Hashem that you didn't have to do. You don't have to buy a nice lulav. You have to do a ten dollar lulav, you can buy a kosher lulav. You're doing for Hashem something that you didn't have to do. What's the Shana Chazal, Zakeh of Anveyu? Because of every single person has a have says has tithes that Hashem does for them they didn't do it for anybody else. Specific tithes Hashem did for you. Maybe you have good parents, you have a good house. So if a person is in Makia, the extra tithe Hashem did for them, and when they do extra for Hashem, let's say you do a chest that you didn't have to do. You teach someone tithe you didn't have to do. Whatever mitzvah Chazal is saying, you're doing something extra on veil, right? You're doing something extra. Uh, a talis, no. You don't have to buy a talis, no. You bought a nice talis. You're able to build a relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu, right? Because you're because my Rabbi always say my Rabbi of David Feinstein always says, "What more can I do for Hashem?" That should be the hargish, right? What more can I do for Hashem? Not six hundred thirty minutes. I want to do more. Why? Because look what Hashem does for me. So a person is able to if he's focused on when he does something extra for Hashem. Let's say a guy, this is a vayik mashi, opens an organization they didn't have to open, or he does something. Okay, then it's for sure. But now everyone's holding by doing that. But something you do extra for Hashem because he did for you extra. That's the third eighth of anveil of holding in the zakeli. I'll be Messiah with a story. And the last Eitzah of internalizing the Betachen. Last Eitzah. The, the fourth Eitzah. There was once a guy who wasn't feeling well. And he went to the doctor. The doctor checked him. He said, man, you're very sick. He says, what's wrong with me? Do I have cancer? He says, no, you don't have cancer. Nothing like that. So what is wrong with me? So the doctor says, you have LOH. LOH. What's LOH? You'll be dead within six months, guaranteed. Six months, that's all? What's wrong with my wife, my children? Six months, I'm dead? He says, yeah, you're dead. Six months. You're lucky. Eight months, you're in the grave. He's like, can I do uh, chemotherapy, maybe radiation, something? The doctor's like, no, I told you you have LOH. I said you didn't have cancer. He's like, he's like, you're killing me? He starts screaming at the doctor. What's wrong with you? You're killing me? He said, I didn't kill you. You came here. I checked you. I, I gave you a diagnosis. What do you want from my life? He said, there's nothing I could do. What's this LOH thing all about? He says, there's no medical, um, there's no medical uh, cure. He's like, there's no else. Is there anything I could do? Is there any right of about it? Anything? Anyone get cured from this thing ever? He's like, yeah, there's actually a book about it, but uh, it's not um, uh, approved by the, um, the FDA. FDA. It's just it's a book about it. The guy writes that he could, he could cure the LOH. Where would I get this book? I need that book. He's like, okay, you go to Barnes & Noble's and they have the book of LOH. What, what do you want from Melly? Fine. So he leaves the doctor. And he goes to Barnes and Nobles and he asks them to have this book on LOH. They look it up. Yeah, they have a copy somewhere in the basement. Fifteen layers of dust on it. They pull it out for him, and uh, and he and he takes it home. And when he reads that book, he doesn't read that book like everybody else bought a book in Barnes and Nobles. He bought, reads that book like his life depends on it. You know why? His life depends on it. <laughs> His life depends on that book. This is LOH. This is it. There's no other cure. He reads that book. Every single line there, he reads that book like he can't possibly imagine. What's LOH? LOH is lack of Hashem. That's a disease, by the way. It's a very, very destructive disease. Lack of Hashem. That disease destroys us in this world and the next world. Both worlds. 
It's a very, very fatal disease. It doesn't take six months to kill the guy. It's a long, ongoing process. It's called LOH, Lack of Hashem. Lack of Hashem. And there's a book that you can read to get cured. There's a lot of dust on it. Nobody looks at it. But if you read that book, like you read any other book in Bonds and Nobles, or any other book you read in the Swarm Store, you're not going to get cured. The only way to get cured is if you read the book exactly like that guy read the book when he bought the LOH book. If you read the book like that, you'll be cured. And that book is called the Chayvus Alvavus. If you read the Chayvus Alvavus like that guy read the LOH book, you'll be cured from that sickness of LOH, lack of Hashem. The lack of Hashem is a destructive device, a destructive thing. It's the hardest job. The whole job is to give you a lack of LOH. And it destroys you in this world and the next world. And I'll explain you why. In the next world, the only one you're going to be interested in after you die, you're not going to be interested in your neighbors when you die. You're not going to be interested in your friends. You're not going to be interested in your children when you die. You're not going to be interested in your wife. Maybe she'll be there next to you. You're not going to be interested in her. You're only going to be interested in Hashem. Why? Because when you're in the Isle of Ma'amas, you're going to see that there is nothing else except for Hashem. Right? Like we said before, everything else is a dimion. So the only thing you're interested in is Hashem. So you're only interested in your connection to Hashem. And you have no way in the next world of making that connection. You only have that way of making connection in this world. You have no way of making that connection in the next world. No way. There was a story. I'm not saying another story. I said the last story. There's a story with a. A guy died young, and a young man died young, Nebuch. And when he died, he left over a wife and children. And he had live parents. He died young, he had live parents. It was very sad, obviously. And he had a friend. This guy who died had a friend. One night, the friend gets a dream. It's a true story, it happened a few years ago. And um, in the dream, his friend comes to him and says, Can you do me a favor? Can you go to my mother, who's still alive, right? The dead guy, his mother was still alive. Can you go to my mother, ask her to daven for my children, her grandchildren. It's very important, they need to feel this. So he ignores the dream for Shetzach, and it comes like a few times, but he ignored it. One much Friday night, it comes like real, like this time, hacking away. Why not going to my friend? Why not going to my friend? So he... Um, he says, okay, I'll go. So, she, so in the dream, his friend told him, you know, tomorrow night's Hanukkah, the first night of Hanukkah, Matzah Shabbos. Please ask my mother to daven during the nearest. It's a big Indian to daven for the, for the children then. Please ask my mother. After Shabbos, he runs, runs to the phone and he tries to call that guy. He was Nifta's father. He had his number. He's calling, 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 calling. So, Basically, nowadays, when Shabbos is over, even before you lunch Hanukkah nares, you have to quickly look at your phone, right? But he wasn't sure if, if that guy's on that level, you know, that he's going to look at his phone. He was scared that maybe the guy's not going to look at his phone. He's calling a hundred times. Then the guy did look at his phone. And he called back the guy. He said, what happened a hundred times? He told him the whole story. Yes, can my mother daven for... for um, oh, they said the dream that, 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 that your wife should daven for her enikloch by the nares Hanukkah. That's a story I saw in a reliable storybook. I have a cash on the story. Let's say, picture, picture your friend is dying, and he calls you to his house on his deathbed, and he says to you, I'm dying now, please do me a favor, make sure, just be on top of it, make sure my mother Dobbins for the anical, see all my kids around here, make sure my mother Dobbins for them. Picture that story. Would that story ever happen? It will never happen. The guy calls his friend. You know what he's going to tell his friend? He's going to tell his friend, I'm dying over here. Take care of my kids. I'm dying. Right? I'm dying. Take care of my kids. So why this guy, when he came in a dream, didn't he tell his friend, take care of my kids. My eight o'clock. I have to get married. Take care of them. Kasha. It's good Kasha. Terence says that once you're dead in Shemayim, you see how cold is Shemayim. His kids are taken care of by their brother Shalom. He doesn't have to ask his friend to take care of his kids. Shem's taking care of the kids. The only thing I say to his friend is that he should daven, his mother should daven, because the Kobe Yishmael chutz from Yerushalayim. She should daven the kids from Matzliach. That's the only thing that when you come to the Elamis, there's nothing else except for the Elamis. 
So a person, when he's dead, he only is interested in his relationship with Hashem. And the way you can build your relationship with Hashem is through Chayos Havavis. That's for the next world. In this world, also, the Yitzhar is trying to destroy a person from building his relationship with Hashem. Baruch Hu. person is trying to destroy. The Yitzhar is very successful lately. Mamish successful. He's successful so strong. Hashem, the Yitzhar is doing such a good job. That in my opinion, the Yitzhar doesn't care anymore to make anyone fry. There's no reason to make anyone fry. He could be from a Yid. No problem. The Yitzhar has no problem with it. And you can still be fried. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what's going on. And it comes down to Shaduchim, the worst problems. Because it might have to mean if a guy's from really inside his fry, it might have to mean it. Until you make a Shaduch with the guy, and then you're like, it used to be when a guy was fried, you knew he was fried, the guy's from, he's from. But now you can be fried, you can be from and still be fried. That's the entire accomplished. So a person needs the Chayas al to build a relationship with the Shabbat The Yitzhar is very active. He's very active and he's doing a great job. And the way to fight it is if you read the Chayos Halvavis, like that guy read the book, then you'll be cured. I use the, I use the Chayos Halvavis from a company called Evan Yisrael. They did a great job on all the, all the Mepharshim over there. They did a wonderful job. They fixed up all the Nakudas and, and the Lashim. It's three volumes. And it's, it's really clear. You can use Leif Tev also, but... We did it. We're talking, but I'm talking. I'm talking about all ten sha'arim, because all ten sha'arim is building a relationship with Hashem. If you read a science book and you pull out one paragraph, it's like learning shar b'tachon It's the same thing. If you read a science book with one shar in the science book, you're only going to know that the rest of it. It's one big building, and every single shar. In Shar in Shar in every single Shar he touches on Betachan, he goes back to Betachan. It's all connected. So that's why the person needs these aces. These are the aces to maintain your Betachan. It's all in Matzliach to Betachan and Kadosh Baruch Hu, and then Hashem will take care of you. Amen. Amen.